Welcome to Queer Spirituality, the podcast. I'm your host, Julian Crossenhill. This podcast is about an idea. It's the radical idea that queerness is a gift and that the divine celebrates it rather than merely accepts it. We'll explore the special role that queer people are meant to play in the coming spiritual awakening. Through the lives and stories of queer people, we'll explore the many ways of approaching the divine and how the sacred reveals itself in everyday actions. Most of all, this is a podcast about love. It's about the love of the universe. It's about love between people. And it's about the love a community can share with one another. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Queer Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Crossan Hill. A couple weeks ago, I was interviewed on the Rebel Women with Teacups podcast, which is a podcast put out by Sarah Monroe and Sam Spahala, who are the founders of the Temple of the Rebel Goddess here in Dayton, Ohio. And of course, if you've Followed my other social media, you know, I often teach classes um, at their temple. So one of the things that we talked about, well, we talked about a lot of things in that podcast. But one of the things that we talked about was how I came to my spiritual path, which I've talked about on this podcast before, about how I found witchcraft and the goddess. And the other thing that we talked about, or or rather the thing that that conversation morphed into is we started talking about the ways that we approach our higher power and particularly how we deal with the idea of gender and the gender polarity in witchcraft and in our higher power, which reminded me, and I talked about it a little bit on their podcast, that these issues kind of came up a several years ago in my own work, probably, I don't know, close to 15 years ago. So as you may know, if you've read my bio, I used to be the co-founder and well, I was the co-founder and I was also the co-facilitator of the Between the Worlds Men's Gathering, which is an alternative spiritual gathering for gay and bi men. And it really leaned heavily in particular on the pagan paths and on Wicca since Uh, Michael Lloyd, who co-founded it with me, was also pagan. Obviously, that was our experience, our sort of approach to the divine. And so we drew heavily on that. But one of the interesting things that happened is that as other groups came and people with different spiritual paths came, we started to adapt the, the, the rituals and the mythos around Between the Worlds in particular to incorporate other people's beliefs and ways of worshiping their higher power. So for example, we started getting a lot of heathens and we used to call in the opening ritual, we'd call the four quarters. 
and you know by the four elements the way that we do in Wicca and of course a lot of heathens don't do that practice so we started to think about what else could we do that's going to resonate more with queer men and is going to honor the fact that the heathens don't do it the way Wiccans do it and still you know feel good to everybody basically and so one of the unique things that we came up with is we started to, instead of invoking quarters, we went through the colors of the pride flag. And if you've ever looked up the pride flag on Wikipedia, it's really interesting because the creator of the pride flag, each color stood for a concept or an idea such as sexuality or um, love or freedom. And even later he added, I think right around the time Trump was elected, he added a stripe standing for diversity. So we would invoke those colors and those concepts into our space as part of the opening ritual. And it was a way to honor that not everybody did things the way we did as Wiccans. And also we started to sort of create our own queer rituals now, I know some of you may think that sounds weird to start creating our own things or making up new versions of, of how we see the higher power. But you have to remember, and I said this on, on the podcast, women, uh, Rebel Women with Teacups, all religion was made up at some point. So it, religion, spirituality needs to evolve to be relevant and to be alive. And if it's not evolving, then it's dead. So we started to evolve what we were doing. And around that time, I had been invited to attend the Starwood Festival at Brushwood. And in particular, they were trying to revive the Fairy Woods, which was their camp for LGBTQ people. And they were trying to get more people to come and present and do content that was specific to the queer community in order to sort of revive that community there. And so I really, I went there and one of the neat things that was new to me, I had always worked in more queer male space or mixed queer space, but primarily still gay and lesbian. And what was really unique about Starwood was that there were a lot of trans people there. And that was a new experience in a way because what I discovered in those conversations was we started to talk about gender and in particular how our own view of gender affects how we approach our higher power. And of course, I've talked before about how my poor relationship with my father led me to Wicca and the goddess because I had a good relationship with my mother and I couldn't conceive of a heavenly father that was loving and kind and graceful and all, all of these things. So that's what really led me to Wicca in the first place. So we started having conversations about, you know, if you're non-binary and you want to, and you're Wiccan, does the God and goddess really speak to you? Which led me to lead a workshop at PantheaCon the next year on non-duality and and ritual, and we started to talk about different approaches in this workshop, which was it was part workshop where I talked about my ideas, but it was also kind of part discussion. 
And there were a lot of really cool ideas that came out of that about how do we sort of remove the gender polarity from magic and from ritual and from Wicca if, you know, we're queer and we don't necessarily believe in, you know, we, we want our deities to reflect our lives. Just like we want to see ourselves in, in media, reflected in media, we want to see ourselves reflected in our mythology. And so that sometimes means having two queer gods or two queer goddesses, or maybe something that doesn't even have a gender. And as a result, when I came back to Between the Worlds the next year, we started to talk about queer spirit. And I don't want to take all the credit for queer spirit because it's kind of a concept that I think arose organically in that community as we had conversations about what we wanted to invoke, who we wanted to invoke as a higher power, as a deity, and what we wanted to, to do with our rituals there. And so we started to talk about queer spirit as sort of a version of our higher power of a deity. And, you know, you could even call queer spirit the god the god of queerness um or the deity of queerness let's use a non-binary term there and um it was interesting because we started to talk about this queer spirit idea and it really took on a life of its own like a lot of these things did and it, it also kind of created legs because people who came to between the worlds and talked about queer spirit there took it with them into their communities and more and more people start to talk about queer spirit as a higher power that was unique to queer people and embodied all the greatest traits of queer people. And it was interesting just to sort of see how people created rituals to queer spirit and talked about queer spirit and it really said a lot about how queer people viewed themselves and the positive traits of the queer community and of queerness as a whole. I think that this queer spirit idea needs to continue to live, which is why I'm bringing it up here. I hope that maybe by talking about this idea of queer spirit as a non-gendered higher power that embodies the greatest characteristics of, of queerness, our creativity, our flair, our wit, our compassion, all of those things. And that other communities will start to explore this idea, start to create rituals to queer spirit, and start to really adopt this as an idea, because I think it's important that we see ourselves in our spiritual mythology just as it's important that we see ourselves in media, in the movies, on TV, in advertisements. It's important that we feel, and it's important that we feel like we can relate to our deity. You know, if I, I, I can imagine as a non-binary person talking about a goddess feels a little weird and feels a little alien. And so I, I think that this is important and I hope that what I, what I love about the idea of queer spirit is that it feels like it embraces all of us in the queer community. 
whether we identify as gay, bi, lesbian, trans, non-binary, asexual, intersex, queer spirit really is big enough for all of us and it embraces all of us. And I think that that's important because sometimes our community can be a little fragmented and it can be fragmented for lots of reasons. It can be fragmented because of the ways that we judge each other and tear each other down, but it can also be fragmented because sometimes we focus a lot on the differences between the different segments of our community and not the things that bring us together. So we focus on the difference between being a gay man and being a lesbian or being a non-binary person and being a gay cis man. And we don't have something like a common shared culture that ties us all together. Sometimes it feels like LGBTQ plus is like a catch-all that we don't fit in hetero, heteronormative society. So we're just sort of all thrown in this one bucket together. And to me, it feels like queer spirit could be a unifying piece of culture, a unifying concept that brings all of us together. It's something that we can all share and bring our community together. And I think that that's an important concept because we need to find commonality with each other so that we can create safe spaces for ourselves so we can make sure that our rights continue to be important and continue to be protected. We can work together to take care of each other, to support each other, all of these things. And I just think that our community, when we come together, is so much stronger and so much more powerful than having the gay men over here and the lesbians over here and the non-binary folks over here and the trans people over here. We become more targeted when we are divided up in those smaller groups, but when we come together, we're much more powerful. We can accomplish a lot more. And I think having a unifying spiritual touch point that when we all get together, we have that thing in common. We can all come together and have a ritual to the queer spirit. We can all come together and talk about our experiences of the queer spirit. And I think that that's important to have some type of common culture. And I hope that if nothing else, that maybe talking about this and how we created a community around the idea of queer spirit at Between the Worlds will inspire other people to create a community around queer spirit and that that community will be big enough for everyone. So I hope that inspires you. And I hope that if you've been sort of wondering about deity and thinking about what you want to call your higher power, or that maybe the traditional approaches to looking at a higher power weren't working for you, I hope that Queer Spirit will fit the bill for you and that you'll explore it. Bright blessings.
find my blog and past episodes of this podcast at www.queerspirituality.net. That's www.queerspirituality.net. Let me know what you think on Instagram at queer underscore spirituality or continue the discussion with like-minded people in the Queer Spirituality Facebook group. You can find it linked from the Queer Spirituality Facebook page or on the homepage of the Queer Spirituality website. Bright blessings. Bright blessings.